Hugh Jackson, Dwight Schrute, Ben and Zatari. Ben and Zatari. To, to that coach. That'd be hilarious. Special assistant. Welcome to Ben and Jeremy's Ohio's Finest Podcast. This week, we're joined by a few of our recurring guests, Connor Pantella and Colin Schmidt. Colin, a lifelong Chiefs fan, is making his second appearance on the show to talk about his sorrows from Sunday night's Super Bowl loss. And Connor is making his third appearance to add some thoughts on the NFL season. We'll also talk about what the Chiefs, Browns, and Lions need to add this coming offseason to push for a Super Bowl, or in the case of the Lions, get off the path to another rebuild. Hope you enjoy. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, how are you guys doing? Well, the main question is, how's Colin doing? <laughs> he got a big yeah, loss so, last so, night. So he's all right. Yeah, he, he should be uh, – he went to his room. He should be uh, hopping out here soon. Yeah, he's uh, – he, he's on his knees a couple times during – especially during that uh, that that run of uh, – Penalties, uh, yeah. My there, God, there I mean, questionable flags thrown in that one, uh, that one drive. Yes, there were. I didn't like the one in the end zone. I thought that the Mike Evans deep one, where I don't think the guy, I don't think Mike Evans was going to catch it, but I don't know if it was uncatchable. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. He, he was, yeah. I mean, probably was going to catch it. And then the very first one, I guess they called holding or illegal contact or something on defense and the pick. Yeah, like, there really wasn't much of anything so yeah i don't know but hey that's the cookie crumbles i guess i mean yeah. hey the browns got got the shaft and so did the chiefs now yeah yes so. they did yes they did i mean tommy brady gets what tommy brady wants yep i know patrick i mean patrick mahomes i mean the the offensive line for the chiefs didn't give him any uh any favors i mean he was running out there i mean he was running around like they're like a madman i i think i heard that he covered, that he ran for 492 yards last night. And that was Something just like, that. like around the pocket and stuff. Yeah, I mean, around the pocket, I mean, if you include his rushing yards, because he had like 50 or something like that, or 40. And just like everything else, I mean, God, he probably ran around like 600 yards. They said, they said he was, he was pressured, he was pressured 29 times. And that's the most in Super Bowl history for a quarterback. Well, I think they dropped back uh, – uh, what was it? They had z- zero protection. They had five wide. I think it was like 98% of the time or something along – like something crazy like that. I think it was like 48 of 49 or something along those lines up there where they had no running back help blocking. I mean, they were not giving him any favors when – like. When you get hit in the mouth as much as they did, you got to adjust at halftime, and they just chose not to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I mean, the thing about the penalties and you know the questionable calls, it's kind of the same thing. Like with the Browns, we didn't get a single stop. Like the, Tommy Townsend didn't see the field a single time when we played the Chiefs, and kind of the same thing goes last night. Like they didn't score a touchdown, which is, I mean, very surprising. Uh, but you know, bad calls aside, you know. I mean, if anything, that you know, you should be able to score more touchdowns. That the fact you're down that way, you know, spreads the defense out a little bit more. Maybe playing a little more loose. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really good job by Todd Bowles or Bowles. I'm not sure. Uh, Todd Bowles, irritable bull syndrome. Yeah, the irritable <laughs> bull syndrome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm facing you this week in fantasy basketball. I, by the way, I know. Oh yeah, tangy tangerines are going down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't know how the Chiefs didn't make any. It seemed like they made no adjustments, and the wide receivers didn't help either. I mean, albeit they were, it was miraculous. But 
they Mahomes hit two guys on his team in the helmet, in the face mask, in the end zone. I mean, that happened twice. One of which he was diving in parallel to the ground. I mean, that would have been, that would have arguably been, and the one on the other side, like those would have been two of the wildest touchdown catches in super passes, I should say, passes in Super Bowl history. I mean, the one of him, the one of him sideways on the ground is absurd. And it, it just hits hits his receiver right in the face mask like Darrell Williams. Oh my god. He no receiver. He's he's so in, he's so incredibly he's so incredibly well like composed. But like any other any other normal person would be losing their mind seeing that those passes be dropped. Yeah, but like what I'm going to say is I think that it showed that everybody was losing their mind. Like when when things went awry and Patrick Mahomes was running out of the pocket doing all that stuff like normally what he was running out a little longer than he normally did. And I think the, that's like, you saw the wide receivers being like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, where do I go? Where do I adjust? And like, that's tough. And if you know, I'm a cornerback, I mean, how am I supposed to cover Tyreek Hill for eight seconds while Patrick Mahomes is doing whatever the hell he's going to be doing? That's true. Did you see the map of the dropbacks and, and the running patterns behind the line of scrimmage for both of them? Like, Mahomes, granted, he's very mobile and he always he is pretty active in terms of running around before he throws the ball. But man, he was over on that sideline, like either sideline, a lot. Yeah, I mean, and it, like you said, it's it's tough for a cornerback to truly guard Tyreek Hill for like eight seconds. But the fact of the matter, like you just said, is that yeah, that's tough for a cornerback to do or a safety or whoever's whoever ends up with him. But fact of the matter is that the longer Mahomes runs around the less those receivers know what to do and granted he does benefit a lot from improv calls by the receivers and he's quick and he's able to pick up on that and get the ball to whoever finds a way open but man it's almost like sometimes especially with the way the Bucks were playing on defense like the longer he runs around it just gets tougher and tougher especially without an O-line really I'd like to hear the uh, the man uh, who I had to suffer last night. His thoughts. Colin, how are you doing? Gentlemen. It was, yeah, I was, I was just, you know, some guys just saying, and I, I mean, there wasn't much you could even do. There's only so much you could game plan for that. I mean, I mean, every drop or every single drop back he had, he was getting pressured, you know, even, even, even the ones where, you know, you're looking the ball out with, you know, first two, three seconds. Like, he had no time to throw, and, and his toe injury wasn't helping. You know, Mahomes has – he's getting surgery, I think, in a week or two for his turf toe. So, they were just – from the get-go, it was just a uh, – it was just bad. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. You know, five backup linemen starting the Super Bowl. You got, you know, one of the best defenses in the NFL, who really the last three weeks were – you know, they were – just shutting down, you know, Rodgers, Breeze, you know, all these, all these elite offenses, and you know, I don't know. It was, it was tough to watch. I mean, at, at about half time, you know, I was there with Connor, and I even said, I was like, yeah, I mean, if we score a touchdown, I'll be happy. Honestly, you know, receivers dropping balls off, you know, bouncing off their face masks, their helmets, like you can't be doing that. You know, all season, you know, they're, they're making these spectacular catches, these spectacular plays, and then. On the biggest stage is when you know Travis Kelsey drops the 
you know, the third and seven to end that drive that ends up, you know, turning into that goes out of bounds, the 35-yard line. You know, Tyree Kill drops a touchdown. Darrell Williams drops a touchdown. Mahomes is the only one that was really looked like he wanted to be there, really wanted to win, you know. So, you know, props to the Bucks, the Bucks D. You know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is seven Super Bowls now, and, you know, it was tough. But, like I said, you can't win them all. Going back-to-back Super Bowls after, you know, 50 years of not being there in the first place, it, it, it's, you know, Tony, you couldn't be upset about, you know, you know, the refs could have been better on a couple of plays, but you can't pinpoint the, the loss under those couple of plays. So, you know, it's fun just being there, you know, you know, but yeah. Where do you want the chiefs to uh, go in the draft? Like where, 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 what's the next move? I, I really think they need to, you know, and they need some linebacking help. You know, they're their best linebacker. He's, he's good. Um, you know, he'd be a, you know, number two on probably most other teams as a, a serviceable defense. Um, they need a true number two wide receiver. Miko Hardman, he's just not cutting it. He's fast, but he's, he, he's still making rookie mistakes. And, you know, he's already been in the league for two years. Sammy Watkins, I mean, Sammy Watkins is Sammy Watkins. He's, he's not healthy two-thirds of the season. And then when he finally is last night, I don't think he even had a single catch last night. I didn't even see the man on the, on the field half the time. So they really need some linebacking help. They need some receiving help outside of Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. Um, offensive line, I mean, they're set at offensive line. It's just, I, I forget, I was reading it somewhere. Some coach said, you know, you can't, um, you know, you can't plan for, you know, your, your offensive line, all five of them getting injured, you know. When you, you, you have a good plan, you have five, you know, serviceable starters, but when they all go down, like, you know, what can you do? So that's not a, that's not a position of need per se, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be upset if they, if they went for a lineman in the first, second draft, do what the did, you know, quarterback. But there's not too many gaping holes on this team. Patrick Mahomes can make anybody, just about anybody look good, but they have to either catch the ball in the first place. So, you know, I think, uh, I think there's some work to be done in the offseason. And, um, you know, a third Super Bowl is probably right around the corner. So. All right. I'll transition this and I'm going to, let's go with Connor first because Connor just kind of described it. Uh, transitioning, I mean, we just finished the season. It was a great season. I mean, it was weird season. Um, it was a lot of great things that happened. Uh, Browns are now legit. The Chiefs, we know that they're here to stay. The Lions get a rebuild. Um, all great news. Uh, exactly. Um, so I'll start with because Colin, you just kind of uh, you alluded to some of it, but I'm going to go with Connor. What would be the moves that you want the Browns to make? Like, what what are the moves that the Browns can make this season as far as the draft, as far as free agents, as far as trades that are realistic or being talked about that you think would actually take the Browns over the top? And not like, oh, I think that this would help. No, that go for it. They are going for it. What are the moves they need to do? Who do they need to get? Well, let's see. Uh, let's start with where we don't need anything. I mean. <clears throat> even the best offensive defense every year is going to have different personnel. That's just how it is. But for the most part, I would say our offense is going to look almost identical. 
I mean, our line, so that's all locked up. <clears throat> you know, our wide receiver core, it's – we're going to see – now, again, I love OBJ. You know, his team first guy, I think he's good. Some people say he's not good for the chemistry. I think he kind of is. Um, when you look at all the LSU guys and the way he gels with, you know, Jarvis and everyone. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's business. And so, if we were to trade Odell for some sort of proven defensive piece – and then maybe, you know, swap a pick or two um, to maybe get a little bit of uh, better draft capital, too. Um, we got to go for linebackers, of course. Um, we got some service, serviceable young guys, but we definitely need, you know, a ball hawk. We need a guy who's not going to be missing tackles. Um, you know, we're just kind of missing that core piece. There's, there's stretches during these games during the season where, you know, these running backs are just able to run right through the middle. And it really it doesn't really lie on the defensive line as, as much as it does, you know, the strong safety, maybe even free safety as well as the linebacker. So I think with the draft, the best defensive player, I mean, we could use anybody. You know, we could use, of course, with injuries. You know, we're seeing injuries every single year to our cornerbacks and our defensive backs, so you can't have enough of them. And I'm really excited for Grand Delpit to come in, you know, healthy, hopefully off the uh, Achilles injury. But I, I just say, you know, the best, the, the, the most talented, you know, highest upside defensive guy. You know, it, if we can get a linebacker, great. I think that's Zayvon Collins. I think that's Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Just so you know, if you don't know about him, he's a linebacker okay. and he's a monster. All right, I like that. I mean, hey, again, I, I'm, I'm very happy with our regime right now. You know, how in tune they all are with each other. Uh, you know, it, the – I forget what the guy's name was, Mike Pfeiffer or something. He was the first interim uh, head coach, or not interim, but I guess placeholder when uh, Stefanski had COVID to win in the playoffs. I mean, we were just a well-oiled machine that game. We had a lot of good breaks, no doubt. But the, the fact that everyone's so in tune, but if you were to say, you know, in, during our Hugh Jackson days with uh, – God, that was a, a train wreck. But can you imagine if one game where maybe he's sick or something and we had – you know, our offensive coordinator be calling the plays at the time, it would just be a completely different feel. You know, it, there's no continuity in our scheme, but now, you know, we have an identity, which I was preaching all beginning of the season, you know, we have to have an identity, which we lacked for so long. So I, I'm really happy with Stefanski and you know, Barry. I mean, you know, we, we've got, great young minds at the helm so whatever they do i'm sure it's it's going to be good it's not going to be taking you know a justin gilbert or something with like the ninth overall pick or whatever it was colin I'll, I'll, I'll throw it over to you what are because you are in a different you're in a different thing you're like just like where i do think um i do think that the browns they really do need one or two more pieces i think uh and that really sends them over the top with the chiefs I mean, I think that they can have fillers. I think they need depth. I mean, like you said, you can't plan for losing all five of your offensive linemen. That is correct. But you can get yourself some depth. I mean, if you have seven serviceable guys, that helps. Um, I, To be honest, I don't think you're going to get the, the Tardif back. I think he's gone. I don't think he's going to play in the, another snap in the NFL. I think he found his calling and he likes what he's doing. The medical doctor. I don't think he's coming back. Um, but I, I have no basis for that, but that's just my opinion. So Colin, what, what do you need? Yeah. I mean, I, I think Tardif will be back. Um, you know, he's posted videos and, you know, he's, you know, talking to the team about he's been working out in the off season or I guess his off season, which has been 
um, you know, the last five months. Uh, I mean, what worries me is Mitch Schwartz, one of the true best tackles in the league. His injury is still really, it's been undisclosed for a while. Nobody really knows exactly what happened, if he's coming back, if he's, you know, going to be back off IR or, or when or how that's going to happen. Um, you know, Mitch, Mitch Schwartz, Eric Fisher coming off an Achilles. You know, those are tough injuries for us. Um, so you very well might be starting the season with your two best linemen just done. Um, so, yeah, if that's the case. I think linemen has got to be, you know, best lineman on the board. Um, you know, come draft night, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can attract some free agents to come here. You know, people, you know, one to win a ring, Pete, you know, there's, there's very, you know, it's almost like the Pats, the Pats, um, you know, what they did for so many years that you don't need the best talent out there, but you need guys that can at least compete at a level, you know, high enough level to win you games, you win games. And like you said, depth that line at, at offensive line would be huge, but you know, you have a lot of big contracts. That thing's tough. You know, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, they're making big money, which makes, you know, getting that depth and getting, other true stars tough for a situation like this. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think they really need to invest in the defense this off season. Their secondary is young. You know, Snead has been a steal in the third round. You know, one of the best rookie um, defensive backs, if not the best rookie defensive back this year. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I think Spagnuolo is, you know, he, he's, he's done a good job with a, lack of you know outside of a couple guys lack of a true you know star-studded defense so um you know like like cpu is saying you know i, I think it's a the culture's there the you know everybody's kind of really bought into the team it's a matter of you know now keeping that going i mean i mean you've seen the back-to-back super bowls there's not a whole lot of gaping holes there but it's just filling the ones that you know, the Chiefs do need. Um, so, yeah, they could go really anywhere. I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to take back in the first round this past year. So, I mean, they could end up receiving in the first round. It's, it's, you know, really nobody knows. I don't think it's, it's something that, you know, Beach is very good at, you know, evaluating talent, taking, you know, players that, hey, maybe they don't need per se, but it turns out to be a great value pick. Um, so, I'm excited. You know, you know that draft's gonna be here in Cleveland here in uh, just over two months. So we'll be right here. We'll be right here uh, for all the action. So, you know, Chiefs and Browns, there's gonna be some sort of rivalry going there, maybe for a couple years. We'll see. But um, at least, you know, we're both better off than, than you know, the Lions. I think the Lions are, you know, like you hey, said, in, in a rebuild, it. but they got, <laughs> yeah. They got, and they got, we're gonna have to have a special podcast episode hosted in downtown Cleveland. Maybe maybe we'll even uh, share faces with the followers. You know, maybe we could get on the roof of the Bingham. We could have some uh, city views in the background. You know, we could be here, all the hooting and hollering going on downstairs. I think that would make for a really good time. And that's coming up faster than we think, gentlemen. It, it, Colin, do you think it takes the – it might take the sting off a little bit of – knowing that the odds are that a third Super Bowl appearance is in the very, very near future for the Chiefs. But, you know, I wanted to ask the question of the group. 
And we'll start with you, Colin. Who do you think stands in the way of them being on top again? Both, uh, who do you think stands in the way of them getting to the Super Bowl, first of all, in their own conference? But who do you think? We you know, all we know. We know what Connor's answer is going to be. <laughs> Most of all, Colin. <laughs> who do you think stands in the way of, yeah. of them winning one, of them winning it again? I mean, as long as Tom Brady's around, it, it's Tom Brady. That's, I mean, that's for anybody, really. The Bucks. I, you put Tom Brady on any team and, and he's going to compete, but with that defense he has, they're, they're, they're tough. And I mean, earlier in the season, I don't think many people were picking them to win the Super Bowl, but now that he's done it again, um, you know, if, if we have to go up and, and face Tom Brady in the playoffs again, I wouldn't be in the playoffs in the Super Bowl again, I would be very, very worried. Um, but outside of, outside of Brady, um, Brady Bucks. AFC, I mean, honestly, if the Browns can field some sort of defense this year, the Browns, you know, it, it pains, it doesn't pain me to say, you know, I, I love Cleveland, but the Browns, um, the Ravens, the AFC, the AFC is deep. Um, I, I really think the, the, the two toughest teams in the AFC, you know, next year will be the Browns and it's got to be probably the, the Ravens. Oh, Bills. The Bills, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the Bills, are, they're in the same similar boat as the Browns, though. You know, their defense had a lot of holds. And, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes, I think they, they punted one time that entire game. So, once these teams start to catch up and, you know, start, you know, putting up a – putting together a solid defense, you know, getting, a, you know, coordinators who can – the game plan and slow down the Chiefs offense. It's going to be tough to keep returning to championship and even the, the Super Bowl. Um, so AFC is exciting right now, man. There's a lot of good young talent in there. And, you know, the Chiefs, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm enjoying the as it is right now. Um, it, it wasn't too painful of a loss, to be honest. I, I, I was expecting, I didn't expect it to be that bad. But it, it it wasn't fully confident we were gonna win. But um yeah, I mean who's who's gonna stop us? Brady, the Browns, the Bills, the Packers even, you know, as long as Aaron Rodgers is around. There's no guarantees, And I would I would think that, you know, Ben and, and, and feel the same way. But um yeah, it's it's gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a team out there that is a, I, I'm, I'm going to sound like a little bit of an idiot throwing it out there because I think that they're big, they're big, like, but like I'm saying, they're like the one piece away. I really think they are is a quarterback, but I think the Dolphins are set to become a monster of a team. I think that they are set to become a think of San Francisco last year when they were fully healthy. I mean, San Francisco coming back, they're going to be really good next year. That's how kind of the trajectory that I think the Dolphins are on. I think they're excellently well coached. I think they have so many draft assets. They have cap room. They have so many ways that they could go. I don't think Tua is good. I don't think he's the right quarterback. Um, I really think that they should try the best they can with at the same time, not completely mortgaging all that they have good going for them and trade Tua in the third pick and maybe something else for Deshaun Watson. I think that if you do that, then I don't, I don't know who 
I mean, it's it's the Chiefs of the Bills, the Browns, and the Dolphins. And then there's 40 feet, and then there's the rest of the league. Yeah, I got to agree with you there on Tua. Uh, he looks like a high school quarterback. I don't know, something about him. Something about his throwing motion, something about the way he drops back. I mean, he's obviously good, you know, fifth overall drift, uh, draft pick. Um, you know, he's accurate and everything, but yeah, I agree. He's just, he's not, he's not the right guy, but I don't know. I wouldn't compare him necessarily to the 49ers. You know, the 49ers were really deep, um, really, you know, imposing defensive line. Um, they have one of the top tight ends in the league, but I, I see what you're saying in, in a sense. Um, but personally, uh, I think they overachieved a little bit, you know, they went 10 six. It's great. But I'm glad they didn't make the playoffs. I didn't see them as a playoff team, um, especially, you know, with Colts, uh, Ravens, and Browns. I mean, I'll say all, th- all three of those teams are, you know, just more talented and just better overall. Um, but, no, I, they've, got, they've got a bunch of young pieces. And it's kind of much like the Browns are bad for so long. And it's kind of they finally started hitting some draft picks. You know, got a couple – like that Texans trade, they're about to get the fourth overall pick in the draft. You know, who knows where, what they do with that one. Um, you know, if I had to guess, probably get uh, that Panay Suel or whatever, if he's available. Um, that any sort of lineman to protect uh, Tua or whoever their guy is going to be. I mean, I could also see them sending some, maybe that fourth overall pick uh, in Tua to Deshaun or for Deshaun Watson. So it'll be an exciting offseason. Um, you know, I really hope that the Browns can get a veteran presence, you know, either J.J. Watt or Richard Sherman, something along those lines. Um, and then just continue that upward trajectory, baby. You know, we just got to keep our fingers crossed for, you know, no more devastating injuries that we had to deal with and COVID ravaging our team. So yeah, I guess, I guess that's all we can hope for. And then in, in coming years, I think, um, I think we're about three years away, but the Lions have something where they have it similar to uh, what the Browns did a few years ago. And they mortgage, they completely rebuild. And you, you tear everything down and you go. And it's as simple as this. And I, I was telling Connor this and Connor and Colin the other day. It's really simple. You just have to have a draft like 2018, the Browns. You just have to draft three all-pro guys. And if you do that, boom. You know, you draft a, a great quarterback an all-pro all pro running back, an all-pro cornerback, we're right back into this game. Yeah, I agree with you there. So, hey, wait, I got to ask you something, Ben. After a what many would call it a uh, disappointing rookie season, what do you think about Jeff Okuda? Unfortunately, I think that he is going to be a prisoner of where he was taken in the draft. Uh, when you look back over the last 10 years, um, and you look at cornerbacks who have been drafted in the first round, a lot of them that have happened and that have occurred, it's been very obvious from the beginning if they were a monster. Um, Denzel Ward, Patrick Peterson, Marlon Humphreys. Um, there's another one that is Tredavious White from the beginning was a monster. Jalen Ramsey was a monster. But on the flip side, there's also is true. Morris Claiborne. Awful. Justin Gilbert, awful. Guy from Penn State, Dequez Denard, I think. D. Milner out of Alabama. I mean, you have these guys that are 
it's a it's a binary thing, unfortunately, and that's kind of how it's gone. I mean, yeah, he could be he could be an above average cornerback, and that's okay. But you don't draft an above average cornerback third overall. Um, and I, I I hope that he was hurt last year because what he showed me isn't he's not a stud. He, he's not Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson got shot out of a can, and he was so good. Same with Marlon Humphrey. Same with Jalen Ramsey, and he didn't play like them. And over the last 10 years, again, it's, it's been a binary thing. So if he's not a one, unfortunately, he's probably going to be a zero. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you know, you bring some great analysis to the table here, Ben. And all I can think about is how the Lions need to reach out with an employment offer. Even if it's just, you know, you can be their internal auditor, you know, make sure all the T's and the I's are crossed and everything. And then work your way almost like an Eric Spolstra to that coaching position and you know what after pc you know I, i'm yeah i'm hoping that pc principal i don't even know what the guy's name is that you guys hired dan campbell yeah. his name is dan talica pc principal yeah he you know i'm hoping for the best i'm always rooting for the other uh the lake erie teams such as the bills even though we should have been playing them in the AFC championship but it's okay but it's okay because this year's gonna be different <clears throat> we're gonna be getting healthy we're going to be bringing some studs to the table from the draft, maybe get some veterans because we actually got, you know, culture and people want to play for us now. And we got money to spend. Uh, it's going to be exciting. And again, hey, with your, uh, with your Lions, you know, NFC, it, you never know what can happen. I mean, Jared Goff, again, I mean, he can come out pissed off, hungry, ready to prove the doubters wrong. You guys can make a couple solid draft picks. I mean, you guys could be right around 500, no doubt. And in the NFC, you know, the outlook, because it looks like right now the AFC is the top, you know, a lot of the talent is in the AFC, um, both team and player-wise. So, I don't know. You guys could sneak in as a seven seed or something. So, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't be uh, too down in the dumps about, about the Lions. But, yeah, I think, I think the, the parting of ways with Matthew Stafford kind of needed to happen. Fresh start for both, uh, both franchises. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the we will win the trade as long as something happens. And the thing that happens is, and I could be very wrong. Again, I could be very wrong about some of the, like, the third and fourth quarterback taken in this draft. Like, very well could be. But at seven, I don't think the guy is there. I don't think, I mean, if it's Justin Fields, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I'm not sold on Trey Lance. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. And I, I'm definitely not sold on Mac Jones, but those are the type of guys, uh, those are the type of guys that are available at seven. So I would rather, what I want to do is unless Mike, if Micah Parsons is at seven, you take Micah Parsons. He's a linebacker out of Penn state. He's a monster. If not, you trade back, you get some more assets, you get a top second round pick, you go out and then, you know, next year you go get an again, different position, but you get a Nick Chubb. You know, you go out and you get a top end second round guy and you get these guys that build these cultures, you build these teams and you build this depth and, you know, you can go get that because I don't think that there's a quarterback in this draft that's not Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. Um, that is the answer. And I don't think that there's a quarterback next year. That's the answer. So we got to look in 2023. Jared Goff is a great bridge quarterback. I think he's a wonderful bridge quarterback. I think he can have uh, there's an opportunity to get rid of him in two years that won't hurt our cap. 
I love the trade. I absolutely love the trade. Um, I made my peace with losing Stafford. It was something that I, I had to, it's tough, but the writing was a little bit on the wall. And it's one of those where, you know, you love something, set it free. I'm going to be a big Rams fan this year. I think Matthew Stafford is awesome. I think that he's going to get some recognition. And I think that um, along with, you know, paying somebody a la pay, giving a second rounder and Brock Osweiler to the Browns, paying somebody to take a contract, but they paid a lot for Matthew Stafford. And around the league, they were asking, I mean, Panthers offered eight and Teddy Bridgewater. And I heard that the, the, Phil, the Eagles called and they're trying to get a, uh, a Matthew Stafford-esque deal and everybody hung up on them immediately. They were asking for two first-round picks and everybody hung up. And you know what? That makes me feel pretty good about Matthew Stafford. Um, <laughs> That's still unbelievable. Here's my prediction. Yes, I know. It's incredible. <laughs> my prediction, though, Wentz is going to go to the 49ers. That's my prediction. I don't know what else, but I, I, I've, I've made my piece, and I like the deal. I think we got a lot for the deal, and uh, that makes it easier. I'm going to do one better as far as Wentz goes. Wentz is going to be going to Chicago, and him – because I know coming into the league, Wentz and Golfer, you know, touted as possibly, you know, number one, number two, kind of like maybe the next big, like, quarterback rivalry. And for a little bit, it was looking like it. They got, like, their third year, going into the third year of the league, they got those huge contracts. It's like, what, what was that all about before they really improved anything? So they're going to be facing each other twice a year, and they actually are going to be rivals from here on out. So that's that's uh, CP's bold take. Is our, our two, can two awful quarterbacks be rivals? Is, is that a rivalry? <laughs> or is that see. just two pigs shitting in the mud? <laughs> I would say it was like, uh, you could say almost like a Joe Flacco and like a uh, a uh, Andy Dalton type rivalry going on. Okay, fair five enough. Years. The, world of, the world of football is getting exciting. And it's also, I'm getting, it's, it's familiar. There is something familiar about Tom Brady winning it. He's 43. You can't touch him. Like I was talking to my dad and I was thinking that I wonder if the NFL is going to come reach back up because, you know, like Tom Brady doing this at 43, like we think it's normal. This isn't normal. Like everybody breaks down at 40. He just, he hasn't, he's a robot, but like, like we're going to think that Aaron Rodgers, he just won the MVP, but we're going to think that he's invincible. No, he could very well completely like disappear in two years. Like, they, when the when it does happen, it happens really fast. I think Drew Brees this year. I think Peyton Manning's last year. I mean, it's it's shocking and it, and like it can get pretty sad. So Tom Brady, I understand why he's going to continue to play, and he's come out and he's said it. He just said, like, if there's one thing in this world that you want to do, and that's what it is for me, is it's play football. That's the only thing I ever have wanted to do, and it's the only thing I want to continue to do. Why would I stop doing that if I have the ability to keep doing it? So I'm just going to go do something that I don't want to do as much as I'm doing now. You know, I get that. Keep playing as long as you can. I Keep winning. That's, how, that's what I think he's going to keep doing. Yeah, I mean, hey, I could see him going back to back. At this point, it's almost just become kind of funny. It's like, you know, if he has nine, nine rings by the end of it. Like, do, do you rename the trophy after him? Like, or maybe like the Super Bowl MVP, you know, the Lombardi Trophy and the Brady MVP or something like that? I think you, 
I think the MVP Lombardi mm. won one. Lombardi yeah. won one. Why it do we cool. name Lombardi that? Trophy? But yeah, won it, one. Th- again, does the Super Bowl MVP have a name to it? I don't think it does. I don't believe so. But so I think it's gonna be the Tom Brady Trophy. Yeah, the like the Brady MVP award or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. The NFL, the Super Bowl MVP is the Pete Rozelle Trophy. Boo! Oh. Yeah, yeah. See, I, no one even knew that. Get the fuck he out of here. He's an old commissioner. Boo! He he got in a lot of fights with um, he got in a lot of fights with Al Davis. Yeah, him and Al Davis hated each other. No, I say it was almost too perfect the way things worked out with Tom Brady. Like you could have seen it coming from a thousand miles away. You know, Tom Brady back in the playoffs, playing for Tampa Bay, who hadn't made the playoffs in 18 years. Yeah, no preseason. It's like it's it just facing Patch Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think my my blind fandom was was too, you know, it was, it was too much. Was like, there's no way we're gonna lose Tom Brady. But it, it, hey, Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. It was just too good of a storyline. It was just too good of a storyline. I agree, but I'm going to disagree with you, Colin. There, I don't think it was your blind fandom that bl- I, I again. I said it. Uh, I said it a lot before. I said that there were four outcomes that could happen. I thought, um, and I, I didn't see the one that did. I didn't see Tom Brady blowing out the Chiefs. So don't get yourself up too bad. I don't think it was the blind fandom. Yeah, I don't think many people thought that the Chiefs would score a whopping nine points in the Super Bowl. But hey, you know everybody has bad games. But yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be exciting going to next season. That's for sure. Before we before we wrap it up, I just want to go back to what Connor said about Ben working for the Lions. I think judging off of the Lions coach, his introductory press conference that I saw, knowing his personality, I think if Ben winds up in a room with him, he's emerging at the very least special assistant to the head coach. There's no way. There's no way he doesn't get a job out of that. Special assistant to the head coach. Yes, that's Hugh Jackson, Dwight Schrute, Ben and Zatari, assistant to, to the head coach. That'd be hilarious. Special assistant. All right, boys. Well, this was a lot of fun. Colin, better luck next year. Connor, we both are, you know, we, we only have best good luck in the future. Hey, well, I'm well conditioned. I'm ready for anything. I'm ready, good or bad. I'm ready for anything now. I didn't know how to handle the good. I know how to handle the bad. Exactly. So it's a learning, it's a learning curve. It's wonderful. It, it was it was a great season. All right, thanks for hopping on, boys. Always a pleasure. All right, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for boys, have a good night. Looking forward to next time. <laughs>